Hello. How's it going, friend? Yeah, it's good. It's quite good. Yeah, um, it's good to yeah. hear. Yeah, I had um, a really good nap, as I was telling you. <laughs> yes, we're attempting uh, a round two of getting settled here, everyone. So welcome. Welcome to Caitlin and I not understanding technology or how to fix our issues. No, I... Um, <laughs> if it goes wrong, I'm like, oh. Let's be honest, though. We're in this together, so... We're trying our very best. Yeah, we're not super tired this evening, which is so oh, nice. Feels so good. good nap. I had a weird, like, zone in, zone out of, like, probably a 35-minute period today. I was probably, like, mentally asleep, but I'm very awake now, and I don't feel super tired anymore. Oh, yeah, we were talking about... Do you ever How get that? Get at work. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Like, like, I feel like my brain shuts off, and then, like, yeah. I tune back in later, and I'm like, oh, okay, my brain just knew what to do there. Thank you. That happens um, a lot when I drive, which is, like, really dangerous. <laughs> it's so bad when you arrive to your destination, and you're like, I don't remember getting here. Have you ever yes. done that? <laughs> yeah. And you're like, oh. But, like, you obviously didn't go into the ditch, so, like, your body knows what you're doing, I guess, somewhat. It would be like an autopilot mode. Yeah. You're like, oh, thanks. Perfect. Yeah. (laughs) No, definitely. That happens to me. Like, luckily, not as much as it used to, but definitely happens. Um, So. But yeah, welcome, everyone. Uh, Hopefully, this sounds wonderful for you. And Caitlin killed it on the editing, I'm sure. Um, But. (laughs) Hasn't even happened yet. (laughs) You've killed it so far. (laughs) If there's weird sound for everyone, we we deeply apologize. We don't know how to get it to go away. Um, What do you think, Caitlin? (laughs) It is probably the death were of my laptop, I bet. (laughs) So if people want to, like, what should we do? You know, most podcasts have a Patreon. If people want to support the cause, please let me know. And... (laughs) Someone get me a recording studio, thank you. Man, I just right now it's currently uh really great. We have our, our crappy Amazon equipment and uh our old laptops. One day we are gonna need better microphones. I think that would make a, a nice difference. I definitely agree. We're gonna have to upgrade eventually. We Let's... should start a Patreon though. So, Caitlin, we have to have the business meeting. <laughs> right. The business meeting. Um, and then we got to think of what we want to offer people if they support us. Well, everyone, please email us or DM us on Instagram. And if you would be willing to support us on a Patreon, one, thank you. But two, let us know what you want from us. Nudes. Nudes. Caitlin, how dare you? You start an OnlyFans. And, uh, what is it in um, Arrested Development? A never nude. What's that? Have you seen that? So no. I haven't watched it all the way through. Jeremy has watched it, and there's this one character, and like he refuses to be nude, like ever. So he wears like he's always wearing clothing. What? Yeah, it's really strange. I don't know enough about it to tell you more. Jeremy would have to explain, and he's I've not seen here. Like, I made. Him. I've seen like one episode. It, I've only seen like bits and pieces when Jeremy's been watching it. I should watch it though because it seems really freaking funny. Um, my sister and I have just been um, watching scary movies. That's what we've been doing. Jeremy and I have watched a few kind of here and there. Actually, tonight I think we're going to, after we get settled and have dinner and everything, watch a scary movie. But uh, for the 
one we watched recently, I finally saw Silence of the Lambs. Oh my god, that's so weird because I was literally about to say I made my sister watch that the other day. Oh, really? Yeah, weird. What did she How say? did you Okay, cuz it's obviously it's one of the best movies ever made and yes, um very fucked up. My sister if it's if it's an old movie, doesn't want to watch it. No interest in it. Really? Which is so funny. Oh it's yeah, really she just old. No, but like for some reason she just doesn't, opposite. doesn't watch it. Although Jeremy's like that with um scary movies. He's like, Oh, this one's old, it's probably not gonna be very good. Which I totally get because like graphics are much better now. Yes, yeah. But, but like Silence of the Lambs is so good. <gasps> it is good. Um Did you, you liked it then? I loved it. Um I don't so- know, okay. Have you ever seen the show Monk? No. Okay. So Monk is a great show. 10 out of 10 recommend. My dad watched it all the time when I was a kid. It's, it just gives me like some good nostalgia. Yeah. And it's on Amazon Prime. And okay. I'll so watch it. The, the premise of it is there's this person. His name is Adrian Monk. And he, is, he used to be a detective, but he, like, he had a lot of trauma. I'm not going to ruin everything for you, blah, blah, blah. The police continue to hire him, even though he's not on the force anymore because he has, like, this PTSD. But he also has extreme OCD. Like, it's Oh! Insane. So, anyway, really great show. But in the show, there's the captain in it, Captain Stottlemyre. And I'm fucking watching Silence of the Lambs with Jeremy. And he's like, I'm pretty sure Buffalo Bill is the same <gasps> actor as Captain Stottlemyre. And I was like, you just ruined Monk for me. Is it? Yes. And I was like, how are they the same people? Because, well, obviously, like, time happened. So they don't look the same. No, 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 no. But um, also, like, he's like a, like the lead, like the, the captain in it and I'm like in this other one he's such a horrible person <laughs> I know I freaking like um my sister's really afraid of moths oh. so I'm like let's watch this movie that is filled with giant moths <laughs> I'm supposed to be like and how did she like that <laughs> you know she wasn't she she said she liked it more than she thought like she was I so scared so. like she, it's a very suspenseful movie so like you we were both what? pretty scared I love I, I think, like, that, to me, is much better than, like, a jump scare movie. Like, those oh, are totally. crap. You know? Yeah. Like, where it's, like, a psychological thriller. Um, so good. I'm gonna butcher this, because I butcher it every time. So I'm gonna Google it. But there is a psychological thriller with Johnny Depp. And oh, yes. I know which one you're talking Jeremy about. Jeremy's, like... I literally tried to say it the other day, and I sounded like such an idiot. But it's, um... What is it called now? Um, also, um, Sir Anthony Hopkins has a TikTok, and it's so what? funny. I need to check this out. He with his cats. What? Yes. Excuse me. He dances with his cats. <laughs> I need to check that out. I know. Um, the movie I was thinking of is called The Secret Window. I've seen it. It's good. Yeah, that one. Yeah. But like, those type of movies. Anyway. Yeah, okay, so, so good. What TikTok do I need to look at? <laughs> Um, Sir Anthony Hopkins dancing with his cats. Like, it's oh my literally... God, that I opened TikTok for <laughs> Yes, I can hear it. <laughs> oh, sorry, everybody. I just need to flag it for later. Yes, you need to watch it. So, okay, Sir Anthony. Anthony. Why am I struggling so hard? This isn't a guy dancing with his cats. I will need to research later. Um, I love that. I love that. Everything about that I need to see. <laughs> It's um, so good. Well, enough about being tired and movies and 
me not being able to speak English and then TikToks and me blaring the TikTok sound into the microphone. <laughs> um, Caitlin, would you like to refresh everyone's memory on what we're talking about this week? Oh, yes. Okay. Today we're going to the Great White North. Um, mm. We're, we're going to go to the Yukon and we're going to talk about Dawson City. Mm-hmm. So, um, Caitlin. Lynn and I kind of talked about this for once ahead of time, rather than just being like, okay, hey, I'll talk to you when you record, bye. Um, and we kind of tag-teamed a, uh, a certain topic that is very popular up in Dawson City. <laughs> well, today I have um, some just fun facts, the normal fun facts that we have about all the towns we talk about. Um, and then I have... The history of the Klondike Gold Rush, and then I have um, the infamous toe cocktail that they serve at a bar in Dawson City. I am so ready. Yes. Um, <laughs> I mean, like I knew about it, but like, oh, just having to see pictures of it again. And I was like, nasty excited so i actually my mom because my mom has a bunch of family up in that that neck of the woods so she told me about a little something so i have the bombay peggy that i want to tell you about but then i found a bunch of stories on the the toe of the sour toe cocktail i'm so excited um to tell you about some of the new stories because it's wild Okay, that sounds perfect. All right, why don't you give me some fun facts? Okay, here we go. I've never been to the Yukon, and I've never been to Dawson City. I think it'd be so cool, though. I love, like, Gold Rush or, like, Western, that kind of stuff. And I am, like, damn 21-year-old Caitlin for being a butthead, because we had my um, family reunion in the Yukon, and oh. I was like, I can't go. I already bought tickets to go to BVJ. You know what would probably been way cooler? Going to the Yukon. Yeah, probably. Probably. So, anyway, my brothers and I were like, oh, well, we can't go. We already have tickets to BVJ. Sorry, Mom and Dad. And they went. And it was in Whitehorse, the, the okay. capital of Yukon. But, uh, yeah, like, my mom like, brought her camera. And she took all these pictures. And I was like, that looks friggin' beautiful. And I'm so mm-hmm. proud of myself. Like, I... Hindsight is twenty twenty. Yeah, I'd like to go one day. Totally. Well, like I said, it's beautiful. Like, I think people end up having the, um, like, more stereotypical of it's a frozen wasteland kind of attitude. <laughs> Me? Which, like, not, not wrong. Like, it's definitely cold and whatever, but there's still a lot going on up there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's beautiful. Is it, was it worth uh, getting drunk in cameras to miss it? I don't really remember that experience. <laughs> True. I used to be the worst, and I would just drink way too much. Yay! Yay! I'm so glad I gotten that in check. I mean, everyone goes through that. Whatever. Oh, the 21-year-old party animal phase. Yeah, no, looking back, like... It, and if I were in those shoes now, there would be no way that I would be like, I would much rather go to a no. music festival that ends up being a giant mud pit with a bunch of drunken people for three days. <laughs> It is such a shit show. I couldn't, you couldn't make me go. There's no right. way. It's, you know what? 
it's a wild ride and I did have a great time but like it was because of the people I was with like a bunch of us afterwards like why did we spend so much money in the future let's just plan like a camping trip yeah and do what we do at BBJ there like it why do we have to be there to do it you know what I mean exactly oh yeah totally and not spend hundreds of dollars well and like you've obviously well you've been as like a like a worker have you not yeah yeah so you've seen how it's set up. You're so far away. Like, yeah. you don't even really get to enjoy the full experience. Like, looking no. back, I'm just like, the Yukon would have been way cooler. Um, It was cancelled this year. I forgot. Yeah, everything was cancelled this year. It was beautiful. Okay. <laughs> it was beautiful. I hate BBJ. It's so annoying. Um, uh. I feel like everyone in, in Camrose does because um, the population, I think, triples. Oh, God. While people Wild. are there. So it goes from being like a, a small city of like fifteen thousand people to like forty five thousand people in this small little town, and people are all Terrible. dickheads, like terrible, or they're drunk or whatever. But anyway, we don't need you to wanna... complain. No, <laughs> you want to go to Walmart though? Good luck. Oh God, I went to Walmart the one year because it was, uh... and this was when I was living in Camrose, and uh, because it was raining so badly, I was like, I need to get some rubber boots, like. So I yeah. had to get rubber boots, and, like, it was, I've never seen a Walmart so busy. Like, oh, it would never happen crazy. now in COVID times, but uh, no. it's wild. Anyways, okay. Here we go. Um, I got a lot of my information from the Dawson City website. Oh, sweet. And Wikipedia, of course. Um, so, guess how many people there are. 2037. Pretty close. Oh, really? Kind of, yeah. It's got 1,375. Okay, so I'm not super far off. It's just a little no. guy. And it's the second largest town in the Yukon. Really? Yes. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Um, there are... There's a very significant indigenous population in Dawson City. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're descendants of the, I think it's a, I, I, I mean, I might have trouble pronouncing this, Han-speaking people. Um, and they have lived along the Yukon River for millennia, so that's pretty cool. That is really cool. Yeah. And then, yeah, so the current settlement was founded by Joseph Ladue, and it was named in January 1897 after Canadian geologist George M. Dawson, who had explored and mapped the region in 1887. So so it was the Yukon's capital um, from the territory's founding in 1898 until 1952, and then Whitehorse became the that's wild. I never would have guessed that. I know. Cool. That is yep. a fun fact, Caitlin. I know. It's super fun. <laughs> so fun. Just wait. They get more fun. Um, they have so many, like, natural and historical sites. Um, they have the Tombstone Territorial Park. They have the Dawson City Museum, the Klondike National Historical Site. This sounds fun. The Diamond Tooth Gerties Gambling Hall. We need to go. <laughs> I want to go, and I want to go do the toe shot. <laughs> no, Caitlin, we're going. No. I'm doing the toe shot before I die. There's no fucking way I would ever do that. There's no I way. Literally, like, 
doing research, I saw a picture of someone doing the shot, and I saw the toe touching their mouth, and I was like, I've always been like, I'm doing that shot before I die, but seeing that photo made me be like, maybe not. (laughs) What if it just, like, slithered into your mouth, like... Some stories about that for you. Oh God! Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> Sorry. Back to the fun facts. I'm oh. so excited to talk about the toe. I'm not. I mean, I am. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Anyways, they have many. I just I had like a little outburst of like I just laughed so hard. Maybe my tiredness tiredness is catching up with me. <laughs> I, I said I wasn't tired. I mean, I'm always tired in some form. Um, they have like, they have a lot of ferries and a lot of boats because it's like along a river that are like historical, and they have like a cool boat graveyard thing. What? Yeah, that's so cool. I had no idea. Yes, so there's a lot of historical, well, a lot of to- tons of historical buildings because it's quite old, and then it's famous, so they preserved a lot of the. A lot of the buildings, which is nice. Um, I like when they're able to preserve them. I know. It's the best. It's the best. So, as we all know, well, not all, but it, Dawson City is most famous for the Klondike Gold Rush. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess, you remember Klondike Days in Edmonton? Yeah. Another K-Days? Yeah. Um, and then, so I literally copied the history of the Klondike Gold Rush word for word from the Dawson City website because <laughs> I'm lazy. <laughs> Credit. That's fine. Most That's of my true. notes today are just news articles that I kind of paraphrased. So. Yeah, okay. On August 16th, 1896, three Yukon... What? I said, what a year. Oh, right? I know. <laughs> so cool. Um, okay, I don't know why they're called this. It says three Yukon sourdoughs, whatever that means. Sourdoughs? Like sourdough, like the bread. You know what, though? I found an interesting news story about sourdough up there. So maybe it's something related. I read through it and it was cool, but I didn't include it in this episode. Okay. Yeah, well, they're called sourdoughs, like men. Like, I don't know if it's like a nickname for something. I guess I could have looked it up. <laughs> I'm about to be like, do you want me to Google it right now? Since yeah, Google it. Your research. Google it, I'm sorry. Sourdoughs. I'm lazy. We can cut this out, and then I'll just tell you what it is, and then you can... Yeah, this was the test. The, the article I found. DNA test reveals what's living in Yukoners Connor's 120-year-old sourdough starter. Oh! Oh, that's old. What is a Yukon sourdough? The name sourdough evolved from that into a nickname used in the North for someone who spent an entire winter in the Arctic Circle and kept to the tradition of protecting their sourdough starter during the coldest months by keeping it close to their body. Oh my god. (laughs) Wow, that's... That is, like, determination. I mean, it makes sense, because as I've recently gotten into sourdough it <laughs> is um, like it's really interesting because like, you can store it in a fridge and you don't have to feed it as frequently but like it's still active in a fridge so I guess that just shows you how freaking cold it gets up there hey that it would just die yes yeah well and too like um, if you like when you leave it out on the 
counter or whatever, like it's fermenting and like that temperature is very important. That's yes. wild though. I never would have thought of that, but it makes sense. Like up there, it's not like you like well, especially back then. It's not like they had like grocery stores all over. But even like nowadays, like it is harder to get like produce and groceries and those types of things. Yeah. Yeah, so they protect it with their freaking life, I guess. That's wild. Okay, so these three sourdough-loving dudes, um, <laughs> George Carmack, Dawson Charlie, and Skookum Jim found gold Skookum on rabbit... Skookum Jim? Yes. What a beautiful name. Little Skookum, they found gold on, on Rabbit Creek, um, which is a part of the Klondike River. Word of this find quickly spread to the about a thousand prospectors, miners, Northwest Mounted Police, missionaries, and others who called the Yukon home at the time. And then settlements were quickly abandoned as a rush to stake the best ground commenced. So, let me see. So, news reached the outside world in July of 1897 when the steamships Excelsior and Portland reached San Francisco and Seattle with the successful miners from the previous season carrying the infamous ton of gold. Whatever that means. News spread like wildfire of a land where nuggets could be picked off the creek floor. Holy shit. And so apparently there was a recession in the U.S., so um, about 100,000 people set out to the Klondike after they heard about this. Holy! Yeah, which is wild. wild. Um, and I mean, okay, so you're coming from California, and you're going to the Yukon, so... <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, yeah. you and I live in a place that's cold, uh-huh. and that would be a shocker for us, even. Oh, 100%. Yeah, totally. So, like, to go from somewhere that's always warm. Even Seattle, too. Like, yeah. Seattle's pretty mild. That's so, so true. So it says, many left knowing little of the journey they would undertake. They followed treacherous routes that involved uncharted landscapes, snow-choked mountain passes, and freezing rivers. So many would, most would need to travel over 5,000 kilometers to get to Dawson City. Shit. Yeah, yeah. So, in 1898, Dawson quickly grew as 30,000 uh, miners, prospectors, storekeepers, saloon keepers, bankers, gamblers, prostitutes took over the town site. So, but everybody, everybody. Well, I mean, it makes sense. If totally. there's people mining for gold, they need all their other amenities. That's right? just insane. That like that many people yeah but most arrived to discover the good ground had been staked in the previous two years um many simply simply booked passage back home which would suck (laughs) sorry but others stayed and made money in other ways um money was not an issue as gold was in abundance and the businesses that catered to the the miners who had the gold thrived so they had lots to spend so Mm-hmm. So, um, from 1896 to 1899, $29 million in gold was pulled from the ground. So, that's crazy. That, wow. 
I know. I actually know like nothing about the gold rush. So it's no, really I know. I don't either. Which is wild so, because you I know. learn about it in school, but I mean, yeah, you think so because it is a part of Canadian history. No. So Dawson became known as the Paris of the North, the largest. <laughs> Sorry. I know, right? <laughs> so romantic. Amazing. So it's the lar- it was the largest city west of Winnipeg and north of Seattle. So overnight millionaires roamed the streets seeking ways to spend their money. The best food, drinks, and clothing were all available for purchase at a high cost. Dancing and gambling halls and bars and brothels and restaurants and supply stores all made fortunes mining the miners. So I guess taking advantage of the the miners who were rich. So then Dawson continued to thrive until gold was found on the beaches of Alaska in 1899. So many people left to go there. see what else but apparently when they went to Alaska a lot of them didn't find gold at all and we just suck because it's not like you can just like you can you can't just like google it and be like you know you you just have to go and find out yourself Alexa is there (laughs) like seriously uh, well like especially like um then like like you said it's not like and it's not like it's um like communication also right like if you had yeah. someone who's already up there they would have to be like they're not gonna write you a letter and be like hey so don't bother coming yeah yeah um, blah 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 because you're not gonna get the letter for how long yeah exactly so it's <laughs> like that part is just wild that's so yeah. true yeah so and then it just talked about how the gold rush obviously changed the landscape of the northwest and north america forever so transportation to the west and north was vastly overhauled to sustain the rush. So towns such as Victoria, Vancouver, and Edmonton owe much of their development to the last great rush. Hmm. Yeah, so although the rush is over, gold mining still thrives, and they obviously still like to keep the history alive and teach people about it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, that's pretty much a quick and dirty history of the gold rush. Cool, okay. Yeah, but I was kind of looking into, like, the dangers, I don't know, like, just, like, weird facts about it, and, like, um, just talking about, I just want to learn, like, how dangerous, I guess, it was. <laughs> okay. Um, just because... Well, a lot of it was, like, snowy, and it was just, like, a town that just, like, boomed overnight, so there was, like, tons of crime, obviously, mm-hmm. so it was super dangerous. There wasn't a lot of, like, law, I guess, you know what I mean? It was kind of, like, a western town. It was kind of, like, everybody for themselves. Um, yeah. I was just learning about all the fun diseases they could catch, and hyperthermia, Malnutrition. That, uh, good stuff is always a good time. Yeah. Avalanches. Mm-hmm. Yes. It sounded absolutely terrible. Like, honestly, not, not worth it. No. I mean, depending on the other shit you got going on in your life when you were alive in 18-whatever, 1860, <laughs> it was like... Like, 
I guess what else are you gonna do? Well, not only that, like, okay, well, what's worse? Staying down here where I have no source of income and I'm just gonna eventually be like, okay, well, I have nothing. Yeah. Or I could potentially make some money for myself, but also get all the cool diseases and hypothermia. Like, and literally just kill yourself by accident or on purpose because... It just sounded so shitty. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm just looking at pictures. I think people take um, living in this time period for granted. I know people keep making jokes of, like, man, 2020 sucks. And, like, yes, 2020 hasn't been a great year, but, like, let's take a minute and think about this kind of shit. Or, like, the World Wars or the Great Depression. Or Oh, yeah, seriously. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, they, they freaking... I'm looking at pictures. They're climbing over these huge, like, hills and mountains in the deep snow, and they're wearing, like, uh, like a flimsy little fucking wool jacket or whatever, and I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, but, like, think about what they had access to. I know, but I just couldn't do it. Well, no, I totally agree, but, like, you think about it in that way, like, again, it's just, times have definitely changed. Um, oh, did you hear, okay, so... My mother really likes Mount Everest, and mm-hmm. they, one of the first guys to ever attempt to climb it, he, like, disappeared or whatever. Like, they thought he died, but they couldn't find his body. And then recently, climbers of Mount Everest found his body, but it was, like, perfectly preserved. Isn't that wild? It's really cool. Yeah. Um, another podcast I listen to, Dude That's Fucked Up. Yeah. They're one of my favorites. They actually have an episode on Mount Everest, and, like, so much you don't think about. Like, yeah, all the bodies on there. Not only all the bodies, but think about this. Because I didn't think about it until they brought it to my attention. But mm. it's not like they have bathrooms up there. Mm. There's just shit everywhere on that mountain. <laughs> oh, that's so true. And it's frozen, frozen solid. All frozen turds everywhere. Man. Yeah, there's just littered with corpses and poo. That's so bad. <laughs> corpses and poo. But like... That's the the thing, though, with, like, the temperatures and stuff. Yeah. It totally makes sense that, like, this person would be completely preserved. Yeah, and, like, their stuff was, like, perfectly preserved. So they had, like, all their clothes. Like, it was so cool. I don't know. That is pretty cool, actually. It's not cool that he died, but, like... (laughs) Yeah, well, I don't think anyone thought that. If anyone thought we were saying that, they... Come on. (laughs) <laughs> um, like I honestly would not want to climb Mount Everest. It's so expensive. It's like eighty grand or whatever, and it I'm sounds like a that. terrible time. I was about to say, like, if it were something, like, think about the time you and I went on a hike and we complained the whole time. Oh, can you imagine, like, three yeah. months of this? Yeah, I would yeah. literally like start and like five minutes in, I'd be like, oh, I'm an idiot. Why did I think this would be mm, time? Fuck this. Yeah, it's minus twenty, and like. You, you're like your toes and your fingers and your nose falls off. Like, what's the point? Like, no, Stupid. thank you. I have to like walk to my car from the front door, and, and I'm like, like minus kill twenty, me. and I'm like, Ugh, not even minus twenty. I've literally been complaining like all of the last two weeks because I'm like, it's not plus fifteen. I know. Trust me, every we know how much I hate winter. Anyways, um, sorry, we oh. should really get to this because it's already half an hour. Yeah, sorry. Um, no, this is, this is a good segue because, um, we're going to talk about the history of the sour toe cocktail and it is related to what we were talking about. Mm, Yes. 
this is another thing that Dawson City is famous for. So it's famous for a toe shot offered at a local bar. So we're going to first talk about... So it's pretty much a shot. It's like this, like, toe that is in alcohol, and you have to take a shot of it. And when you do it, it has to touch your lips. Mm-hmm. And you're like, why? But I learned why, and it's, it still doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> Sorry, why? And then I learned why. <laughs> <laughs> so the legend of the first sour toe, which is the worst name, dates back to the 1920s and features a feisty rum runner named Louis Lincoln and his brother Otto. Ooh. Yes. I did not know about this. So during one of their cross-border deliveries, they ran into an awful blizzard, and in an effort to help direct his dog team, Louis stepped off the sled and into some icy water, and he soaked his foot. So... Oh, this is probably during Prohibition where alcohol was legal, so they're probably, like, yeah, running alcohol over the border. So, fearing that the police were on their trail, they continued on their journey. Unfortunately, the prolonged exposure to the colds caused Louis' big toe to be frozen solid. So, to prevent, yeah, to prevent gangrene, Otto um, cut off his toe with a wood-cutting axe. What? Yeah, yeah I mean it's it's frozen <laughs> and dead. Like you wouldn't feel it. Yeah, but still, like I know, you, like okay, you know how like you, I just like even just like cutting up a chicken breast. Okay, <laughs> you know how that feels. Mm-hmm. Think about that, but like on your own body. I feel like it would come off quite easily because it's frozen and dead. Just snap like, off. The feel of cutting it off, though. I know. You know what I mean? Like, obviously you didn't feel it, but, like, while he was cutting it off, that must have been, like, just, like, I know. You'd have to do it quick. People back then were, um, a different breed. Yeah, so since they loved alcohol, to commemorate this moment, they put the toe in a jar of alcohol. Why not? Yeah, where else are they going to put it? And so, years later, while cleaning out an abandoned cabin, this poor man, can you imagine, Captain Dick Stevenson, he finds the toe in the alcohol. He's not a poor man, he's famous now. Okay, yeah, but, like, if I found that, I would fucking lose my mind. Actually, I'd probably, like, keep it in my room as a decoration. Oh, dude, I would be like, no fucking way. <laughs> I'd be and I like... would call everyone I knew, and I'd be like, please tell me what to do with this fucking toe I just found. I would get, like, a DNA test, and I'd be like, I need to find out who this was. <laughs> like, I need, to, I need the history of the toe. I need to know. So... After talking with his friends, the Sour Toe Cocktail Club was established and the rules were developed. So since its inception, the club has acquired, by donation, over 10 different toes. I knew that. Isn't that wild? Yes. I know. So how it happened, he brought the toe to the Sourdough Saloon and he started plopping it into people's drinks of those who were brave enough. No, he's like, guys, want to want me to bring my toe that I found in my cabin? <laughs> just can toe, you toe imagine toe? if this weird man came up to you at a bar and were like, "Hey, found a toe in my cabin. Want me to plop her in your drink?" Guess what I have? It puts a fucking toe in your drink. I'd lose my mind. What if he did it to people when they weren't looking? Oh, sorry, I'd be so mad. 
just like hee hee. Hee hee, here's my here's toe. Hee-hee, Don't know who it belongs to. So <laughs> unfortunately. It's just like black. It looks like a I nasty know. prune. We'll post, I we it. will post a picture of it to our Instagram. That no. toe is fucking ugly. I know. <laughs> Which, like, I'm okay. sure people didn't expect it to look cute. But oh, was... no, of course not. <laughs> but um, the original toe only lasted seven years. Oh, isn't that a bummer? I know. I have um, where all the other toes, like how they were acquired. I don't know if that's part of yours. Oh, I have one news story on one toe. Okay. If you um, go through it, I will just tell you what I thought was really funny about it, because I've seen it. Okay, sweet. So, we're going to talk about all the ten toes that they got, because obviously you can't have this without the toe. So, so in... Okay, so toe number... Two was given after an amputation due to, ew, to an inoperable corn, like you know, like. Ew. You know, Why toe. would you want a toe with a nasty ass corn? Touch oh, lips. I know. Foul. Anyway. <laughs> toe number three came from a victim of frostbite. Yeah, like the OG toe. Yep. Toe number four was an anonymously donated toe. Anonymously? Yes, they just like left it on the doorstep like an abandoned baby. (laughs) In a little basket. Why? It'd be like, okay. Who would be like, you know what? I'm just gonna leave that there. What if they didn't like didn't need it? What if they had nowhere to put it? What if they just left this fucking nasty like I'm just picturing it like wrapped up in a tissue. But like, where do you get? Where did you get it? Where did you get the toe? <laughs> well, like, did you have your toe cut off, and then you were like, "I'm just gonna drop it off"? Like, why wouldn't you give anybody a heads up about that? Nope, anonymous, anonymous toe. Wonderful. I know. Uh, the fifth and sixth toes were donated by a Yukon old timer, in return for free drinks for his nurses. <laughs> that Weird. would be uh, the kind of shit I would do. Where is he getting the toes? Where are you getting the toe? Are they his own toes? gonna say like i bet that they were like we gotta cut those off and he's like all right but i'd like them back i'll i'll explain about one of my news stories why i think this when we get to it okay and then um toe number seven was an amputation due to diabetes Mm -hmm. um toe number eight arrived in a jar of alcohol with the message don't wear open-toed sandals while mowing the lawn oh no yes yes um, so the rules have changed in the past 27 years. The sour toe can pair with any drink, but one rule remains the same. You can drink it fast, you can drink it slow, but the lips have got to touch the toe. Oh, but what a cute rhyme. I know. And then it gives you, I'm almost done. Sorry, this is a lot. Um, so this captain, the guy who found the toe, he... Mm-hmm offers up steps on how to join the Sour Toe cocktail, like, club. So, it to date, it has over 100,000 members. Mm-hmm. So, step one, if you want to become a member, you have to come to the Sour Dough Saloon. Step two, you per- purchase a shot. Most club members prefer Yukon Jack. Step three, you pledge the Sour Toe Oath. Step four, 
I don't know. I should have found that out. Or maybe it's that little saying. The little rhyme, maybe. Yeah. And then step four, you watch as a genuine dehydrated toe is dropped in your drink. What? Step five. Step five, drink your sour toe cocktail. Sorry, I love that one of the steps is you have to watch it go in your yes. drink. And then it offers a fucking recipe, and the recipe is one ounce of alcohol, minimum, and one dehydrated toe. Ew! <laughs> Who did this? <laughs> Why? Uh, put it in Grandma's recipe book, eh? Yes. And that wow. is all. Well, this is a great segue, because let me tell you about how they've acquired some toes. So, shocker. People are dicks about this toe as well. So oh, I'm starting yeah. with, with a nice story. Okay. So all of my articles are from CBC today. Um, nice. Yeah. So this one, it, the title is Frostbitten Big Toe Donated for Yukon's Sour Toe Cocktail. And I laughed really hard because in it, at the top, it says, Warning, this story contains an image of a mummified human toe used in the sourdough cocktail. <laughs> Did you not get that there'd be a frostbitten toe in the title of the article? Right? So you what needed you that expect? warning, right, Doctor? Anyway, so. Now we know all about this, this toe, the nasty little cocktail that one day I will try, even though it'll be foul, but it's on my bucket list. Oh, um, God. The frostbitten big toe of former British Marine Nick Griffiths now belongs to the downtown hotel in Dawson City after he donated the digit to the sourdough cocktail collection. So, what ha happened was, <laughs> he had to have three of his toes amputated after he suffered frostbite during the Yukon Arctic Ultra, which is a 483-kilometer race that follows the Yukon Quest Trail. 483. Oh, my God. Shut up. Wild, yeah. So, this gentleman, Mr. Griffiths, was in Whitehorse in a hospital when he learned about the cocktail from a nurse who had visited Dawson City, and he was like, man, I gotta join that club. I'm in on it. So he went and did a shot of whiskey with the toe. Um, and then after that, he was like, you know what, I'm going to donate my toes, because I had to get them cut off anyways. So, <laughs> he got in touch with the hotel general manager, and he was like, hey man, I'm going to send you my toes. And he did. And he arrived, he sent them via mail from England, preserved in alcohol, because he went home, and then they were like, dude, your toes are fucked, we got to cut those off. Um paraphrasing here just so everyone knows. yeah um so now it's being mummified in rock salt in preparation for an use in the cocktail which has been served since 1973 as you told us and just i guess i should have said this in the beginning this is from 2018 so i bet his toe is in circulation now which is pretty cool oh um, yeah okay so i had to keep that because some of the quotes man of this article the quotes of the people from the bar killed me yeah like they are just they seem like fun people so anyway the hotel couldn't be happier with what the manager um adam girl he calls the toe nation <laughs> saying in a statement that big toes are hard to come by and will <laughs> oh. will help ensure the sourdough tradition continues Oh, big toes are hard to come by so, um, 
Terry Lee, towmaster at the downtown hotel. Oh my god. This is a job. Someone's job is being the towmaster. Oh my god, what a job. Right? Um, he said that it takes about six weeks to mummify the toe in salt. And after oh. that, it'll be added to the cocktail. Um, and then Lee says, We've been waiting for a new big toe for a while. This is very exciting news indeed. And then he also says, The big toes are the most disgusting and popular with the customers. Mm. Now, when I was doing my research, I found this quote from another article. And truthfully, I don't, I think it was another CBC article. Um, but I, I didn't write it down. So another Lee quote is, the big toe is the money toe. <laughs> we usually don't get frostbitten toes. Usually they're from gout or diabetes or their lawnmower or chainsaw accidents. To get a frostbitten toe, that's phenomenal. <laughs> oh my god. So yeah, um, Mr. Griffith's toes were amputated in England after he returned home from this race. But before the surgery, he emailed the hotel because he wanted to see if they would take his toes. And I guess they were very enthusiastic and uh, were pumped about it. And they said that they'd love to have his toes and they would forever be immortalized in their hall of fame if he donated his toes. (laughs) So that was exciting for him. Um, And then someone says, uh, sorry, the, the manager girl says, It's also extra special coming from Nick, and we look forward to welcoming him to Dawson City where he can claim the rare distinction of shooting his own toe. Oh. Man. And they plan to, like, bring him back, and, like, I should have looked to see if they actually followed up on that. They were going to, like, be like, come back from England, we'll pay for it, we want you to celebrate your toe. Um... Now, I thought that when you said there was a note about uh, don't mow your lawn in flip-flops, I thought that this maybe was the one, but it's not. Now, the reason I thought that is because it took a while for... So, basically, Mr. Griffiths follows up on his surgery, and he says, It took a while to recover. Life with seven toes is not all that different, but flip-flops aren't out. <laughs> it's like, oh, you're finding some humor in your interview. Yes. Good for you. But uh, yeah, so it cost him 10 bucks. He mailed his toe, and now he'll be in the Hall of Fame forever. Nice. If we um, ever lose one of our toes, we got to donate it. Oh, 100%. What else did you think I was going to do with my toe? Um, okay. Yeah, true. Now, so, man, there. <laughs> The, I, I tried to find an exact number of how many times this toe has been stolen or swallowed. Oh, God. Couldn't find that, but I have th- two different stories. One about it being stolen, and one about it being swallowed. So, hold <laughs> for that. So, this one, this article, the title is, Customer Swallows Human Toe in Dawson City Bar. <laughs> Man down sourdough slaps 500 on the bar. So, <laughs> A customer at the downtown hotel in Dawson City swallowed the toe in the famous sourdough cocktail Saturday night. And this article is from August 2013. Terry Lee, who we mentioned before as the toe master, this article gives him a different name. It's the toe captain now. 
Toe captain. Uh, that is yes. this man's career. Do you think That's on his amazing. resume it says toe master or toe captain? I think toe captain sounds more professional. So True. I was gonna say I think toe master sounds cooler, but professional <laughs> and cool are two different things. Um. So anyway, Mr. Lee was toe captain of the the night. And he said that the customer swallowed his drink with the toe in it and then immediately just put $500 down on the table. Um, now, this is because there was a posted fine for swallowing the toe, and it was $500. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry. The toe master says that he was told the guy who swallowed the toe was an American who had been living in Dawson City for the summer. And he had just picked up his rent deposit because he was leaving town. So maybe he got too confident. It was like, I am going to swallow the toe for funsies. Um, so Lee says it's not the first time the toe has been swallowed, but he believes this is the first time it was deliberate. Oh, can you imagine, like, doing that by accident, though? Like, what? By accident? I would literally be like, oh my god, I'm going to, like, my mind immediately is, I'm shitting out a toe. I know! You. Well, I don't want that. Um, so anyway, because of this man, they raised the fine for swallowing the toe. Do you want to guess what it is now? Mm. I'm gonna say thousand dollars? More. Two thousand dollars? Almost. $2,500. Shit, that would suck. What if you did it by accident, though? Would they still charge you? I don't know. I feel like if you did it by accident and were apologetic, they would probably treat it differently. Yeah. Um, you would, maybe, I, truthfully, I'd be like, you hold up, I'm gonna go puke that toe up right away. Oh. Um, I feel like I would puke if I swallowed a fucking toe. Oh, 100%. Right? So anyway, totally. Um, now, this is why I wanted to find out a more current number, because like I said, this article is from 2013, but in this article it says, over the years, more than eight toes have gone missing, been stolen, or destroyed. A new replacement has been found every time. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's what I have about the toe being swallowed on purpose, which I'm like, why, sir? Now, my next one. It's about the toe being stolen. Now, I remember when this happened because it was fucking all over the news. Yes, yeah. Do you remember? So, yeah. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> the toe captain's back. He's the just, toe like, captain. so popular. Okay, so this article, again, CBC, thank you for coming through. Human toe stolen from Dawson City Bar. Terry Lee, quote here, what a low life. Says the downtown hotel's <laughs> toe captain. <laughs> and then, oh, I cried when I read that. Like, what a low life. You stole our human toe, you son of a bitch. Um, a human toe has fallen prey to some sticky fingers in Dawson City, Yukon. <laughs> it's not just any toe. The gnarled digit is the essential ingredient in the famous sourdough cock. It is. I just had to include the way they worded this because I, I was laughing so hard. Um, we are furious, said the hotel's toe captain, Terry Lee, in a news release. <laughs> Toes are very hard to come by. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just like, this is their norm. And I think that's why it's making me laugh so hard. Right? Like, this <laughs> is like, they're, they probably are very attached 
to oh, the tone. Oh, 100%. So Actually, get, yeah. it says that in this article. Like, they, they they basically were like, you've robbed this from our community. It's not you just took something from the bar. Um, so anyway, they go on kind of about like the shot in this this article, whatever, what it is. But we won't do that because we already know what's up. Yeah. So <laughs> the hotel has the fine that is now $2,500 because someone gulped back the toe and was like, boom, 500 bucks, beat it. Yeah. Um, but the hotel was like, we find this motherfucker who stole our toe. We will be finding and charging them unless the toe is returned safely. Yeah. Stunts, like, like, sorry, go ahead. I'm just like, if you swallowed it and you couldn't puke it up, like, there's no way you're getting it back intact. Like, sorry. Well, no. And like, well, that's, I feel like you could poop out maybe like the little bone in there, but. I don't know. I don't oh, know. gross, Caitlin. Ew. What? I'm just saying. Ugh. Do you think the bone would be eaten by your stomach? No, I just forgot that they have little bones. I'm sorry. It's not Sad. just like a little hot dog. Um, Stop. Ew. Ew. <laughs> You're Ew. vegetarian. Why do you care? Because <laughs> <sighs> I just Man, pictured so- like a bunch of toes in a hot dog bun. I was thinking of, do you fucking remember the TV show? I can't remember what it's called. It was, like, the Amanda Bynes show. Mm, uh, yes. And, like, in it, her dad didn't have a big toe. And then he was like, it's okay, I'll replace it with a hot dog. Do you remember this? Maybe that's no. why my mind went there. Yes. I hope that that was a thing that happened in the show, and I'm not, like, making this up, like, from a weird fever dream. But I mean, it probably did. I'm pretty sure it did. Anyway, back to the toe. <laughs> So, Lee says, stunts like this adversely affect the whole community, not just the downtown hotel. We fortunately have a couple of backup toes, but we really need this one back. Backup toes! Oh my god. And the new manager, uh, Gary Colburn, says the toe was donated by a man who had to have it surgically removed, and it was cured in salt for six months. And she says, sorry, I can't. This was our new toe, and it was a really good one. We just started using it this weekend. <laughs> the quotes got me. I'm like, this is not a normal thing to be saying. Um, the hotel says that the suspect is from Quebec and had earlier boasted about wanting to steal the toe. And Lee, the toe master, says that the man reportedly co- coaxed the bartender to serve the drink after the nightly 9 to 11 p.m. toe time? That is in quotations. They call it toe time. Anyway. (laughs) One of the new staff served it to him to be nice, and this is how he pays her back. What a low life! (laughs) Um, The suspect also left behind his sourdough sourdough? Sour toe cocktail certificate awarded by the hotel so the police had his name follow up though sincerely a drunken fool thief males apology and mummified toe back to Dawson City Aww, that's nice that's good yeah so the thief who made off with the toe was uh, I think he felt pretty bad so he mailed it back 
got back they're all good <laughs> the hotel manager colburn says we're just very 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 happy to have it back Aww. and they have a fucking picture of it and it looks like a fucking raisin i, I know it. right i know like um, i know it's so gross <laughs> <laughs> the local rcmp detachment Got a call on Tuesday from the man suspected of taking the tow, saying that he had put it in the mail. And they received the express mail package and say the tow was crucially packed in a bag of salt. Now, this was crucial because that was really nice because it can't remain out of the salt for very long, she said. It looked like it was still in really good shape. That's good. Um, indeed, the RCMP said in a news release. At the time that the package was opened, the tow was believed to be in good condition. <laughs> the package also contained a letter of apology. Aww. And they read it to the, to the news. The apology said, I'm deeply sorry. I was way too drunk and lost my mind celebrating a special Yukon date. I returned it as fast as possible and not damaged. Sincerely, a drunken fool. <laughs> the manager thinks that the international attention tugged at the thief's heartstrings and that he realized that what he had done was a major blow to the community and felt compelled to send it back. Which it is, fair. yeah. If, like, I got away with stealing a toe and nobody was shitting on me, which, like, one, I'm not a thief, I wouldn't fucking steal a toe. But two, if no one was saying anything, I'd be like, why did I steal a toe? I guess I have this stupid toe now. Yeah, what would you do with it? Just keep it on your shelf, I guess. Ghost. Um, But, like, you know what I mean? So, like, I feel like he had to have been like, oh, shit, I feel so terrible. Like, yeah. most people, yeah. I feel like if they if they steal things when they're drunk, they're like, oh, I was drunk, I'm just going to keep it now. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, yeah, that was nice of him. The nice. toe was marched back into the bar Thursday night to a chorus of cheers. Oh, but it's Lord. not back in rotation for the cocktail just yet. I'm sorry. I want Terry Lee, our towmaster, to check it over and make sure everything's okay before we start using it again. Oh my god, this is so serious. I know! And then the RCMP said that no charges were going to be laid. Now, those are my news stories for you. But when I was finding them, I obviously was like, I better go check in all of the like Facebook things and whatever. Um, before I go into Facebook comments, I actually wrote down a Terry quote that was not mentioned in my articles. I found it in a different article, but it was like the same story of the toe being stolen. Okay. Do you want to guess what Terry said about the toe? <sighs> I That it's maybe just changed his life and it's so important to him. Pretty close. Yeah. Terry says, I am really attached to that toe. <laughs> I'm like, why? The quotes, they got me. Okay, so anyway, some of the comments. So these were just from, like, various articles, not specifically the ones that I read through. But when I typed in sourdough cocktail on Facebook just to see what was there, these are some of the comments I found on posts just kind of explaining what the, the toe cocktail was, all that kind of stuff. So this comment was, no, thank you. I wouldn't stick my own toe in a cocktail and drink it. Um, Fair. obviously not. Um, this little piggy went to puke. <laughs> <laughs> no, someone says, Originally the toes used were toes that were amputated due to frostbite. Not just any old toe will do. 
Like, I wouldn't want a toe that was, like, infected or, like, gangrene. Like, ooh. Right? That, well, like, that's what I was saying. Like, it's nasty. In an operable toe due to a corn, even. That's gross. Oh. Anyway. Anyway. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. Why? Why the fuck would anyone... Never mind. People will do anything. Shake my head. <laughs> Seriously, I'm looking up toe corns right now. I don't know why I need to do it. No, um, that's not. <laughs> this one. So Betty tags Sally and says, "We need to head to the Yukon and join this club. Also, when I die, I want to donate one of my t- one of my big toes to this." Absolutely. And someone says, "One guy keeps swallowing the things. One guy stole one." <laughs> no the last two are my favorite comments this one says if you eat the toe are you considered a cannibal or an alcoholic i mean honestly a cannibal a little bit like it is flesh yeah um and now this was my favorite one as a former bartender i have never heard of this drink (laughs) sounds like a very disgusting beverage yeah. Like, thank I wonder if you that, yeah. for your input. Okay, now I actually did find an additional little nugget of history for you. So actually, I, my mom sent me a message and because, like I said, she has family up there. And she was like, oh, you should get some of their stories. And then I was like, I would ask them, but then they would listen to this. And not that I don't want them to listen. I would love if my family listened. But they would all probably be like, Caitlin, you swear way too much and you need to stop. Um, yeah, I swear a lot so too, primarily, but... I just didn't want to offend anybody. So sorry, family, if you find this ever. I love you all. Um, but my mom found this, where she was telling me, she's like, I'm pretty sure they have one of the longest standing brothels. And I was like, whoa, oh. what? And she actually sent me this article. So, saved from ruin, Bombay Peggy's becomes the Cinderella of Klondike. So... I'm going to go through a little bit of history for you, just so I can tell you what it is. Bombay Peggy's is a great building that has served Dawson City variously as a mining office, a private residence, and a brothel. It has graced this community at the confluence of the Yukon and the Klondike Rivers for more than 100 years. Born just after the peak of the Klondike Gold Rush, she rode sparkling highs before declining into the cruelties of age and neglect. Sorry, that is just, like, very well written. Yes. Um, by the 1980s, pegs had been all but abandoned and left to sink in a swamp. Then, two women decided there was life in the old girl yet. So, February 6, 1900. Jack Smith was the first title holder to Lot 2 on Dawson City's First Avenue. A former entertainer with a traveling troupe, Smith's now an entrepreneur why can't I speak? Entrepreneur and dance hall owner. He likely builds Bombay Peggy's on his lot around 1900, though the building won't be known as that for another 50 years. Mm. So then there's just kind of like history back and forth, who owns it, that kind of thing. So in like the 30s, a hotelier, Peter Cunson buys it. Cunson's most famous tenant on Lot 2 is Vera Margaret Dorval, or, as she is reluctantly known, Bombay Peggy. 
So, stories fly about her name. She lived in Asia before the and during the Second World War. And one tale says that her British husband and son died of disease in India. One another says they died in Japanese custody. So it sounds like Peggy Dorval had a pretty wild life. So, Peggy's living in the Yukon. And between 1957 to the early 1960s, she operates Bombay Peggy's as a brothel, which shocked me because that's really not that long ago. No. Um, buying the structure along with other properties in Dawson, this was kind of her, um, I guess, profession. So she was very popular with a lot of the people in Dawson City. And she would, like, I don't know, like... She, like, gave sweets out to kids, and, like, everyone kind of knew her in the community. Like, she was just, like, kind of very popular, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, so, in the early 60s to 74, the the brothel had closed, and she ended up renting out the building to various tenants, including an art gallery. So, she, like, this building, like, they were not kidding when they're like, well, this had a lot of different stuff going on. Um, so... As the years went on, whatever, she ended up moving south, and she was trying to run her Yukon properties from Vancouver, but she was unable to make a go of it and ended up selling Bombay Peggy's in 1957, and she ended up passing away in 1980. So, this has now been sold. It's on whatever. Fast forward to the 90s. The... The building was in pretty rough shape, um, and one of the locals ended up, so d- despite the state, locals Kim Buzane and Wendy Cairns admire the structure's elegance, which like you were just saying, it's really cool that they have been able to like uh, preserve all these older buildings. Yeah. And it is really yeah. nice that they're, they're still there. Um, so yeah, like from going from like a mining office to a brothel, all this. Yeah, they decide they they they're talking about opening it as an B and B, so they end up approaching the owners to find that they're selling where the land it, or where the land is. There's they have four lots, and where the building is, they're selling all four lots as one. So they end up kind of being like, well, like I don't know, we were gonna sell it all as one, but they were flexible. They let these two ladies buy it. And they moved it to a different location. So it's actually now on Princess Street. So I after it and it look oh sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I Googled it and it looks beautiful. Isn't it it's such a cool building? Yeah, I like the name too. Yeah. Yeah. So after an extensive Cinderella type renovation, uh Peggy's Bombay Peggy's bread and I just said bread. Why am I struggling so hard to speak? (laughs) Bombay Peggy's bed and breakfast is open for business. So they ended up having this whole, like, so I just think it's so cool that it went from, like, 1900 to now. And now it's, like, a bed and breakfast. Yeah. So, yeah. um, It's kind of interesting i thought it was interesting just like in the sense of like i don't know think about like all like all the things that happened in this place you know what i mean like how cool that they were able to 
keep it going and turn it into something where it can still be appreciated today. Yeah, yeah. You can, like, stay in it, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, so it'd be, I'd like to go. And, like, um, they have another hotel that looks really cool, too, in Dawson City. Oh. Yeah, um, to have a lot of old buildings that look really cool, and I want to go really badly. Oh, totally. And like I said, like, I know that I don't know too, too much about, um, what's the word? Like, we were just kind of saying, like, it's so cool to learn about, like, the, the gold rush now. Like, even just your really quick nitty-gritty yeah. breakdown. It's something that, like, I've always found interesting, but it's cool because, like, I didn't learn about it in school. So it would be cool to be able to go up and see all this. But, but yeah, so it's pretty cool. They have nine rooms that you can stay in. It's still up and running. You can still stay there. Like, it, it's still going, and it has a pub connected as well now. So it's, like I said, I just thought it was really cool. And the brothel side of it was something that I thought was really interesting as well. So that's all I have. I know that was kind of a really quick little breakdown of a lot of history of that building, but just because we were talking about the toe and stuff, I was like, I'll sprinkle in something extra so it's not all about a nasty old toe. I know. Can you imagine your town being, like, known for that? Well, also, like, that man, um, I can't remember his name, Captain Dickinson? Was that his name? Yeah, yeah. It was crazy, because, like, so he actually passed away last November, and, like, he, that is what that man is known for. I know. Like, that's what blows my mind, and how I'm saying, like, someone's job is being the tow master. How? I know, like, literally no one else in the world has that job. Very true. Which would be kind of cool, actually. That would be kind of cool, but at the same time, like, what if he decided he wanted a career change? They would be like, I'm sorry, your only experience is with mummified toes. (laughs) It's true! Your resume would be so funny. That is foul, I'm sorry. Okay, y'all, Caitlin and I were not prepared. We are now. Caitlin, do you want to tell everyone where we're going next week? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we're going to go back to BC, and we're going to go to Fernie. Ooh, I'm pretty excited. Um, It'll be nice. It'll be a nice switch up. Although, I really, this was a fun one. I really enjoyed doing research on this one. and Me too. I love, like, everything, like, it seems, one, like, the sense of community up there is so strong. But two, like, it just blows my mind that a toe has brought together so many people. I know. It's beautiful. It's so beautiful. Um, so, everyone, if you want to see what that nasty-ass toe looks like, don't worry. I'll post it to our Instagram for you all to enjoy. It is crusty, and it looks like a raisin. Um, mm-hmm. Our Instagram is smalltownbigproblemspod, all one word. And if you would like to email us for suggestions... And I know I was yelling at everyone to tell us if you want Patreon or not. Email me. Would love it. The email is smalltownbigproblemspod, all lowercase, no dots or anything, just smalltownbigproblemspod at gmail.com. So we would love to hear from you all. If you want to hit us up there or on Instagram, it'll be a good time. And yeah, you all get to see this toe with Caitlin and I. I will also post a photo of Bombay Peggy's because it's very beautiful. Yeah, like a nice uh, contradiction. 
um, a nasty toe and then a beautiful yeah. old building. So nice. So nice. What an interesting town. Right. Well, everyone, this has been a wild ride. And mm-hmm. we'll, it has been. We will sign off and let you all enjoy what you've listened to. <laughs> <laughs> we hope you dream of toes. We hope you dream of mummified toe yes. raisins. Um, yum. Yum. Okay, well, goodbye, everyone. We'll talk to you next week. And bye, Caitlin. Goodbye. <laughs>